0: bon jovi slippery when wet in the room i have rob
1: hey hey
2: hi. john
0: Ooh, um, oh.
1: <laughs> on the
0: line i have
1: <laughs> kyle how's it going
0: and jackson <laughs> hey. slippery when wet is the third studio album by the american rock band bon jovi it was released on august 18th 1986 by mercury records in north america and vertigo records internationally the producer was bruce fairbairn and the genre is glam metal and hard rock. I'm going to read from the book, Jason Chow. Critics have never been kind to Bon Jovi, frequently <laughs> attributing the success of Slippery When Wet to the band's over-the-top sentimentality and lead singer John Bon Jovi's boyish good looks rather than the band's musical abilities. No matter, though, Bon Jovi did the unthinkable with this album they made heavy metal into a pop genre that women would be able to love and got their themselves a multi-platinum us chart topper in the process. John's ability to sing with gusto in the high registers was a great help, but so was the synth heavy sound and infectious melodies. Moreover, Bon Jovi kept it simple writing about everyday subjects that anyone could relate to romantic upheavals, unemployment and virginity as Chuck Klosterman wrote in his heavy metal memoir, Fargo, Rock City, Bon Jovi tugged, quote, at heartstrings instead of brainstrings. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That is not to say metal fans had a little cheer for. The band test marketed their songs by playing demo versions to kids in a pizza parlor across the street from the studio to ensure their songs had a gritty integrity. Richie Sambora was the consummate lead guitarist on his blazing solos and also repopularized the talk box, a device which used by F- P- Peter Frampton and allows a player to s- simulate vocality, the sound of a guitar. And for his romantic idealism, a visceral line like, quote, I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them all, demonstrated that John knew how to appeal to the basis of male rock fans' desires. All right, what do we think of Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet?
3: I fucking hate this record. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This is this is uh, corporate masturbatory rock, and that's mm. why it's sold, because it was engineered to sell, and it
2: has no soul. Well, is Bon Jovi the corporation then? Because he is the—he uh, like he, he, he constructed this himself.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think— there's there's bits and pieces that all came together to make this happen.
0: I would say Desmond Child if you want to talk about construction. Oh my okay. god,
3: yeah. We okay. got to talk about
1: that dude. All
0: right. Yeah. Butt Rock has arrived. Oh yeah, this is the birth of Butt Rock. This god. is Butt Butt Rock. We are trying to debate where where what's Butt Rock? What, where does that fit?
1: This firmly is a butt. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: In yeah. rock. I have <laughs> to
1: I feel like I have to tell my truth here, just real quick. Oh. I was I was an 80s child we all were um, late out. 80s all of us I, there somebody threw this goddamn tape in my yard <laughs> in the late 80s i went out in the yard and this tape was just sitting there intact and my little you know 7 8 year old brain was like oh it must be the girls next door and you know i listened to this record i mean this you know it was a tape i roller skated to it you know like it got me hyped cuz i was a little kid and i was stupid I know that there are adults who are like, if if Bon Jovi's playing, I'm gonna go see them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know these kind of people? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like well, I've personally? personally. <laughs> yeah, like personally. Like you work with them, maybe? Yeah, huh? probably. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to say these people are unsophisticated, <laughs> but I do feel like they're incurious.
3: Incurious mm. is a good word. <sighs> They like what is safe and familiar. That's that's fair. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. But also, Rob, I was like, is there really a huge,
1: huge difference between this this album? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Shots fired, you motherfucker. <laughs> and Def Leopard. Oh, yes, there is a giant God. fucking difference between but this. But can you Def articulate Leppard. it? Because I couldn't. I could a little bit. I was like, it's British, it's a little cooler. Yeah, but two syllables. That. Mutt
2: Lang. Get out of here. <laughs> Jesus. Is it just the
1: production? <laughs>
2: I mean, and like Def Leppard were in love with Sweet as a band, mm-hmm. and it reflects in the songwriting that they, they make. What the fuck was Bon Jovi listening to?
0: I, I tried to figure that I exact thing out, Kyle. And what I came up with is uh, Van Halen, Def Leppard are rock bands that do incorporate pop into their music. And I really feel at heart, Bon Jovi is a pop band that incorporates rock. Mm, absolutely. They first and foremost on all of these songs. I don't care who calls it whatever metal, whatever. Get all that out of my face. It's pop music. It yes. might be, you know, it's it's a capital P.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
3: this this is pop. Yeah. What yeah. are they
1: emulating? I, is it is it Journey? This album broke my brain a little bit over the past <laughs> like, week. Like, how did
3: how did they find what this is it? Sound what that, is it
1: about this? Like, I mean,
3: this is the culmination of yes. All, all of those.
1: Well, this is their this is their third record.
3: Yes when you do quality testing at a pizzeria to pick your album, <laughs> this is what you get. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, like that's how they did it.
1: Like it's, there's, there's this the- pizzeria, like showbiz pizza.
3: That's But I mean, there's nothing wrong with selling music <laughs> to eight year olds because they don't have any money, but their parents do, you know, and they need to be able to play something for their four or five kids that they're squirting out. This is,
0: this is exactly what was going on at the time. I mean, we had we had Motley Crue, Van Halen. I mean... Skid Row. Yeah. All these bands were, were playing. They all culminated and played at the um, Moscow Anti-Drug Festival.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With, which Motley Crue was the only band that was sober. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite bit. <to laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah, I mean... This is just the culmination of those things, and I think Bon Jovi definitely was the outcast sort of bastard child of this, because everyone looked at them and says, "Those guys aren't rockers. Like,
4: not, you're not real. Yeah, they're,
0: they're they're phony. They're fakes, or or whatever you want to say." So I feel like I do f- feel for them a bit because they just wa- they wanted the pop music and they wanted to have this sort of like rock element, and I don't feel like they fit in with those other bands. So I think that's what you're feeling, Kyle, is, is, yeah, they are, for some reason they've been lumped in with these other rock bands. And I, I feel like they stand like slightly outside of that.
3: Yeah. Jimmy Gutterman of Rolling Stone at the time called them a smudgy Xerox of Quiet Riot, which I think is a pretty accurate description. You know, it's like you take this, This thing, which is, you know, maybe at its heart, you know, misogynistic sometimes, a little aggressive, you know, uh, very cocksure. And then you squash it till it doesn't have the sharp edges,
0: you know? I mean, we're listening to um, Living on a Prayer prayer Uh right now. And this reminds me of a thriller, you know?
1: Yeah. Pop elements. This is what you hear when you walk into a Midwestern bar. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to hear
2: it. Yeah, Not a rate. I don't know. I mean, do you want to get the wedding dance floor I, I, hype? <laughs> like, I don't know if my disdain of this record is m- more influenced by my years in the bouncing at a college club trenches, but like this song in particular, oh, looking at those is, cheeks, is triggering.
0: <laughs> it's every every karaoke, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it's like a nightmare for for a lot of people. Is it a good song, though? I mean, pr- if, if we
1: could disassociate with that, is it a good song?
3: Richie Sambora can play the guitar. If you saw
1: some local band playing this, yeah.
4: This is obviously also yeah. one of the Desmond Child tracks, too. So that is a huge factor in all of this. The oh, songs that everyone hey, knows
1: did you uh The Desmond Child version of You Give Love a Bad Name? No, never heard that. Okay, so Desmond Child originally wrote that song, and it was, called, and it was performed by Bonnie Tyler. It was called If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man. <laughs> and that turned into You Give Love a Bad Name. That shot through the heart, <laughs> wow. but you're too late. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. You can like look up the Bonnie Tyler song. It's amazing. Well, I mean, take those two songs, like You
4: Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer. Take those two songs off of this album.
1: Yeah.
0: You're done. What on. do you
4: think about that? Because, like, I mean, sure, like those you know, those higher quality written songs are gone off the album, but also would we hate it less because we were so sick of those fucking songs?
3: No, the rest of the songs are no. not very good. Not Wanted good. dead or alive. <laughs> dead or alive is a fucking banger, man. Has some, mm. some nuance. Some nuance. <laughs> I mean, I like the, the, the stylings that they apply to Bob Seeker's turn the page. I mean, that's yeah, basically what yeah, it is. it is. real. It you is. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. give, give me a song that starts with some wind chimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Fuck it. Why not? Well,
4: but Kyle, I have to be totally clear, too. And to all you guys, like, I also had this fucking tape and I fucking loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I jammed it all the time.
0: Yeah, me too. I I love As a youth, I was definitely singing "You Give Love a Bad Name,"
3: "Living on a Prayer." I mean, Hell yeah, they're, they're fucking catchy. There's a reason they are played in arenas. But you know, sometimes I, don't think
4: that- I carried that onto into the CD uh, era.
1: Right. I think that that, yeah. that love died in the tape you era don't for eat me.
3: Chicken nuggies every fucking day, right?
2: <laughs> like you. <laughs> it's got like people
1: more- going to see uh, <laughs> New Kids on the Block, you know, in their 30s or 40s. It's like no,
2: you gotta you gotta leave that in the past. You know what I want to do, just for uh, just a, a a tiny dumb Patreon thing, is I want to see how many beers it takes for us sitting down, listening to this record. Another beer. Listen to the record again. Another beer. See so how many for- beers it takes before we like it. Like so I, someone's I, like, you know, probably, probably too, too many, many beers. Yeah, I I want I want to I want to do that. So I mean, I definitely listened board. to many of the songs off this album
3: while drinking a keg of Natty Light in college. So it could it could be done. They they don't like you to drink in Walmart, Jax. <laughs> I mean, it happens.
4: <laughs> but. No, but you can it'll it'll be on the radio in there is what I'm saying.
0: 200 of course making it bon jovi's first number one album in the united states album spent 38 weeks inside the top five on the billboard 200 including eight, eight weeks at number one best-selling album 1987 in the u.s eventually reached diamond certification uh current sales stand at 12 million copies making it the 48th best-selling album in the U.S. Yeah, the
2: initial uh, release was 40,000 copies, and this thing was like six times platinum in six months. Yeah, It's fucking insane.
0: Craziness.
3: I mean, McDonald's sells a shit ton of burgers. It's true.
0: Uh, those horns on social disease, too. Surprising. It's
3: the production. You like you those horns,
1: Birch?
0: <laughs> I was just surprised when they came in.
3: It's, I think it it's does enhance the song, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's the idea is like, I'm not going to just use what the band has. I'm going to throw in every little sonic nugget and, and bump and twist that I can to make a record label album. You yeah. know, I'm not making a band album. I'm making a a Pyromania. Exactly. I'm Part making, two. Yes. I'm making a corporate beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. maximum maximum
2: music.
1: An odd choice that John Bon Jovi does when writing these lyrics is. One of the lyrics is "You can't start a fire without a spark."
2: Oh yeah, I, I wrote something about that guy. I'll go on.
1: Which is Bruce Springsteen, but then he also says, "Break on through to the other yeah, side." It's he <laughs> like, hey buddy, he does. So subtle
2: homage. So I turned on my VPN and I I googled uh, googled some stuff and uh, I I got ended Robin. up on a uh, ended up on a website called uh, blog gunassociation.org start fire without spark and there, there's a few ways just in case anyone's like in in some need for, for fire uh, you can start a fire by turning uh, soda cans into concave mirrors um, you can uh, start a fire by turning condoms and balloons into magnifying glasses uh, you can also start a fire with ice and uh, you can start a fire with a magnifying glass as well so you, you don't actually need a spark it's a uh, that is some Jersey yokel nonsense <laughs> Um, that I, I hope some Jersey folks are listening and, and learn something.
1: Rob, have you sent out some
2: letters?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> an urban legend over at the pizza place.
0: Yeah. Uh, John and I were talking about Jersey math because we were trying to figure out what bands are from Jersey that we've covered or, you know, will cover in this book and everything. And it went back to
3: Frankie Valley? Yeah, we start with Frankie Valley because, okay. you know, uh, it's it's biblical. It's like, you know, yeah. and Noah begat ham. and yeah. begat, So... I think if we got our math right, we start with Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley begets the boss, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen. You mix <laughs> Bruce Springsteen and Frankie Valley and you get the Misfits. Mm-hmm. You mix so the tracking. Misfits and Bruce Springsteen and you get John Bon Jovi. You mix John Bon Jovi and the Misfits and you get My Chemical Romance. Yep. Oh my God. Checks that's out. Checks out. Yep. You can neither create or destroy energy, but you can change its
2: form. <laughs> Jersey is always trash. Transient <laughs> trash. No, no, we
0: forgot. We forgot one. That's what we forgot. Aeros, or, uh, no, no, they're from Boston. No, Aeros are from Boston. From Boston. Ah. We discussed that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always think about them from Jersey. Well, because it's... Boston,
2: Boston Jersey. is also trash. Is okay. <laughs> no, it okay. no. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not see that.
3: But there are, like, and it's hard not to feel that because, uh... Love is a Social Disease sounds so much like an Aerosmith this, song. Yeah. Oh, like, and
4: it's also the worst song on the album. Yeah, so yeah,
3: fucking that's what Aerosmith. Social is. <laughs> Disease? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Uh, Yeah, little
3: baby dude Kyle liked the intro of that song. <laughs> yeah, I did <agree. laughs> I wrote to the fucking fan club.
4: To the Bon Jovi sure. fan club? <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. Did you
3: get a signed uh, headshot of John Bon Jovi in return?
4: I don't think I ever got anything back.
3: I think Tammy intercepted that
2: mail.
1: No, she would have been stoked. You know. <laughs> What do you guys think about that orchestra hit? uh, And you give love a bad name?
2: Are you, are you talking about the ting, 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 ting?
1: And like, you give love a bad name?
2: Yeah. What are
1: you talking about? It's an excellent orchestra hit. It's dope.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Um, I, I do understand what you're saying now. It,
2: uh, it was good. You know what? I forgot about you give love a bad name. Fucking uh, Bush stole the baseline for "Come Down" from that. Sure. <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes That's Thank you like Rob 15 doing...
1: year old Kyle body surfed that song at a bush concert <laughs>
2: yeah. Now I feel like I think I was there Kyle
1: uh, You were there <laughs> Now I feel like the whole body surf was a sham
0: Violated by Bon Jovi <laughs> Sorry That's what's
2: happening in my ears right now
0: I mean I did go down the, the a little bit of a rabbit hole of other metal bands. And it just seems like they just didn't like them. I mean, while all these bands, Metallica, Anthrax, they were talking about, you know, like ugliness, social injustice, sort of going down Satanism, evil things. It was like Bon Jovi. was just trying to get laid.
2: Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and Aerosmith follows Bon Jovi down that path. When they come out with pump.
3: For sure. I think pump was actually, I could be wrong, produced by
2: the same guy, Fairbairn. Fair, it's a Fairbairn. Fairbairn.
3: It's like a it's a Vancouver production house. Yeah. He did he did a number of like butt rock,
2: you know gems. I guess I don't know butt rock nuggets, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and what an album cover reminds me of uh, I want to see the bright lights tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which one? The garbage bag. Yeah, just a wet garbage bag. <laughs>
3: yes.
0: I kind of like the wet garbage bag, like motif because it's. I don't know. It's, it's it's very stark. It's very minimal.
3: It was supposed to be like a chick in a wet T-shirt, like a mm-hmm. yellow wet T-shirt, but the album, but the label's like, no, too too Can't sex. do that. Can't do it.
1: Yeah, they, moms won't like have it. Ten year olds in a pizza parlor listening
0: to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they all chose the wet T-shirt. <laughs> uh, the name came after visiting the number no. five orange strip club in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. According to Sambora, this woman descended from this. Ceiling on a pole and proceeded to take all her clothes off. When she got in the shower and soaped herself up, we just about lost our tongues. We just sat there and said, "We will be here every day." Was that because they were friends with each wet. Other?
1: <laughs> I think that's because they've never been to a strip club before. This, think this album it sounds, sounds like,
3: like a strip club. No, it sounds like teenagers at a strip club.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Spaceballs, Steve. This sounds
2: exactly <laughs> like Spaceballs to me. We, we are currently living to uh, raise your hands. And uh, I th- I also give this song a pass. I, I give uh, One Daryl Alive and this song a pass. This song reminded me of John Candy eating dog food while dressed as a dog in Spaceballs.
1: Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. If you hate this, you're a communist. <laughs>
2: That's true. This is actually one of the tests they use. <laughs> Yeah, this 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 <laughs> this song sounds like a dog wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it kind of does. It has
3: recorded crowd noise. It's like it's pure cheese. Yeah, it's true.
1: Are we judging
0: it okay,
3: too harshly?
2: Partial. I don't think so. The cheese? No, beca- I'm, I'm hey, just don't,
1: uh, I I don't. Bon Jovi is going to be okay. <laughs> they're going to be fine. They don't care what we think.
2: Yeah, no, they, they, they don't give a shit, uh, John. I'm, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna hit the same notes, and it, it's gonna be uh, like there's a difference between a goof. There's a difference between a goof, and there's a difference between like you know, this is Velveeta. This, this is processed cheese. Like This okay. is this is this is corporate cheese. So you're talking um, when ACDC hits
0: the stage, they're like rockers. Yeah, that's cheese <clears throat> sticks, man. Like yeah.
2: I, we're we're, uh, we're we're peeling it away. Okay, um, but, we're, you know, we're putting uh, the work in, and yes. it's
3: more satisfying because of the work there are things in here that you can sense and feel like you would hear from Stan Bush or Corey Hart, but Stan Bush and Corey Hart are more genuine in their production of like anthems than Bon Jovi is because Bon Jovi is creating an anthem for the purpose of selling it to moms and teenagers. And there's nothing wrong with that per se, but it is without a particular soul. It is hmm. saying this is the essence of pop. This is palatable by everyone. No one will barf this up, but it doesn't taste like much.
2: Yeah, I, I like that. I, I, I like the I like that you threw Stan Bush in there. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, like the, the this is disingenuinely sunny, hence cheesy. Like this just feels just feels false.
0: I know. I, I it's hard to put into words though, like how we feel about this and how we feel about other albums of a similar ilk I guess I know we're talking about Def Leppard again buddy no <laughs> no I mean I'm talking about Aerosmith or Motley Crue
3: crew. or Poison
0: yeah
2: like yeah. I would prefer any of those so did any of this shit hit really hard in the UK certain things are in it because of the British skew and whether or not like certain like American bands since they didn't hit in in Britain is why they weren't really like uh reflected um no, I mean this is a huge album. This was this was sold everywhere, everywhere. Okay, I don't know if this is what I want for my fucking glam though. I I, I don't think that this is this this represents the glam scene in any way, in any way that I think is like you know of importance for a person's like ear holes. It's so popular though. I mean, can,
0: it's I, it's really hard.
2: Those three songs were just
0: everywhere.
3: Can you call it glam? It's pre- it's pretty boys. They're pretty and they have big hair anthemic anthemic arena yeah. maybe yeah but oh, they were and, and arena. solidly butt we all agree this oh, is butt this is complete butt run. yeah it's not it's not cock it's all butt yeah it's it's
0: it's i would say they're yeah they're a little they're a little light on the rock yeah when the when it comes to glam
3: i mean mötley crue is hair glam both metal poisons glam
4: more metal too it's, Poison is the other band. I can't think of really another.
3: Skid Row? I mean, but Skid Row's. Yeah, more...
4: but they didn't have the. Like, Poison and Bon Jovi, especially, yes. just had the worst reputations for just being, you know, posers.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: And just, you know, Skid Row had a little more cred, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah i'm just trying to think of the connection that's it's you know it's actually it's like the east and west coast versions of the same thing <laughs> yeah always been in bon jovi yeah
0: I think that's what I'm struggling with is because it probably has to be in this book to be like Bon Jovi. It's a, Oh yeah. Like it's a sing along album that sold billions
3: of fucking records. Like so many records. Imagine that you had never heard of butt rock. Imagine you'd never heard Bon Jovi. You have to hear it to know what it is. There's something. I mean, I get it.
0: (laughs) Imagine you've never slow danced at a roller
3: rink. Right? <laughs> imagine you never saw Young Guns or Young Guns 2. <laughs> imagine you
2: never hugged the wall of the roller Ring while the Nana played. <laughs> I see you Kyle. <laughs> Man, uh so he recorded uh, 50 demos between 80 and 83. Um and uh Runaway broke nationwide in 82. Uh, off of a demo, uh, just off of radio stations playing it when he had no representation.
0: Yeah, he like, went to a radio station after working as a, I believe, janitor
3: in a... Re- it was re- his cousin's record station. Yeah. I mean, people don't talk about that, that whatever his power yeah. was, was like... It's, enough, a, it's, it's, it's a connection. It's like a Tommy Bon Jovi station. Yeah. So there was. it wasn't <laughs> like some scrappy kid just right. getting
2: the coffee. No, no, he... Yeah. he, he. <laughs>
3: it's presented that way
2: yeah yeah the the behind the music uh tells a tells a different tale but yeah like i mean he worked his fucking ass off even if he did have like access to like you know better Mm -hmm. like recording stuff and everything but like you know fucking 50 demos like there there was there was an absolute work ethic that went into like the construction of this band and this album that i i do respect yeah how do you feel overall um, how we feel do you, do you want me to read a couple of things from Christ Go first sure <laughs> before we get into this all right it, this, this is gonna be a little long-winded guys because uh we're not gonna get any more Bon Jovi and he, he wrote three important things um uh, slippery and wet. Sure, 7 million teenagers can be wrong, but their ascent is not without a certain documentary uh, satisfaction. Yes, it proves that youth rebellion is toothless enough to, s- to simulate the market. But who the hell thought youth was dangerous in the current vacuum? Would you have preferred the band Market Patriotism? And are you really immune to living on a prayer? That's a B minus. Following uh, album Ooh. New Jersey. I see three ways to take the transparently pseudo Springsteenian sincerity of John's bid to improve his artistic reputation and his platinum multiple at the same time. You could lie back and enjoy its giant hooks identifying with the masses all the while, you could cheer its de facto deconstruction of rock authenticity, or you could blow lunch. As, as someone who learned to love living on a prayer and heavy rotation at a swimming pool, I reserve the right to choose option one upon suitable stimulus from somebody else's radio. Now pass the bucket. C+. Plus. Jump forward 2005. Have a nice day. Bon Jovi means so little, long or short term, that it is actually only with this redid- redolently entitled cheese bomb that I realize that they hadn't actually broken up back in the fabled 90s. The commercial street is as unchanging as John John's mysterious, unregaled countenance. Hard rock is so inoffensive, it's less Aerosmith than air supply. Not only is it impossible to tell whether the one called Bells of Freedom is pro or anti-Bush, it's impossible to tell whether it's patriotic. A depressing argument for the existence of that intellectual fairy tale, the passive mass audience. C plus
4: <laughs> to be clear. You're talking, he's reviewing uh, two other albums, correct?
2: The, yes. He, the one in 2005 and uh, have a nice day in New Jersey in 1988. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Below yes, lunch. That's, that's the oh, one with indeed. bad medicine on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I, I, I hate it with the passion of a thousand sons. And I was surprised by how much like I, I was mm-hmm. just kind of like grimacing and mad that it's happening
1: yeah uh, if there was a, a parallel history where in the late 80s this this tape showed up in your yard i think you would like it
2: <laughs> dude we had this tape we had this tape we had all the def leopard tapes everyone the, the, did this one did not make the cut kyle i'm 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 happy that it you didn't have to buy it and uh and we all shook our butts to it it's just it didn't age well it's like uh Oh no! I'm still in the
1: yeah. It's an age-old strain.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's like watching a, a movie that you were really into as a kid, and then be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a yeah. negative. That's yeah. not great. Yeah, total negative for me. Wow. Don't do
3: think? don't let your kids listen to yard tapes. Don't let your kids <laughs> find the woods porn. I choose uh, option C. I'm going to blow lunch. <laughs> negative. <laughs> okay, Kyle.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go neutral. Come on, you know. <laughs> You know, if you go to the if you go to the carnival, if you go to the local carnival, you get on the Gravitron and they're playing some Bon Jovi, you're going to have a good time. Okay, I have to say positive. Okay,
4: I just trying to picture the landscape, the popular music landscape that I grew up in. We all were in the same country and region, but it is just not the same without Bon Jovi. And although I don't need to hear these songs ever again. I do think it has a place in the book. Okay. I'm so sick of, you know, half of the, you know, the, the, the hits are just like some of the most overplayed songs on. Yeah. On radio in our, in our lifetime. And it's sad, but there's a reason for that. People fucking love them.
0: Yeah. Hard one for me. Cause I, I I try to judge it on different things and I would definitely wouldn't recommend this to anyone. Unless there were interest, I would just recommend maybe a better record than this. Uh, yeah, I could just say neutral, though. I didn't actively, you know, it, it didn't torture my existence to listen to it. Hmm. I was not definitely cringe inducing a lot of uh, the songs, but a lot of that probably has to do with, like you're saying, just overplayed, overhyped. Um, man, it's bad, though. <laughs> real bad <laughs> there's the. <Yeah. laughs> uh, i'll just stay with neutral i just can't just a gut reaction i did want to say though jackson you're not alone in your you know in saying this is pretty good uh rob Halford said i'll be happy to say that i've always been a fan of bon jovi just because of the talent to write those kinds of songs and able to have such a broad swath approach is really quite special. Off the top of my head, I really can't think of another band that came out at that time with that kind of music uh, that is still so big now in 2016. Uh, did you I did say wanna- Rob Halford? Yep. Of oh Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Bon jo- yeah, fan. I, I did want to say I did listen to It's My Life wow wowie wow wow that is a fucking atrocious song and i never Weird. want to hear it again
2: no it's no bed of roses
0: i couldn't <laughs> i just remember hearing that song on the radio and being like oh bon jovi song huh and wow revisiting it is was just the, comeback the song. worst yeah what oh, a what? comeback
1: yeah it's like grunge That's is over
0: <laughs> we're,
1: we're back. <laughs> too bad.
4: It's just all too bad.
2: <laughs> also, Bon Also, oh, uh,
0: god. Never Say Goodbye is uh all by myself. You guys just fucking lifted this <laughs> song.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> something, something. School cars cool. All right, all right. We got it. Man, we got you're it. making My Jersey need- toolbox only has three
3: blocks. <laughs> <laughs> This I'm going like to throw
1: it. my 35 year old yard tape into the trash
3: it's like the ring
1: Kyle did you were there other yard tapes that were bestowed upon you in your lifetime Jackson you that's crowded. what's weird it's the only one I lived on a dead end street <laughs> it stays been coming, coming. somebody me. threw it out angrily and violently
2: yeah they wised up I oh, made it wrong fucking turn. God, fuck this tape. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like this tape anyways. God. All
0: right, next time we'll be talking about Sonic Youth. Evil. Thanks, y'all.